Sometimes we just aren't making enough music. We may notice that, hey, a whole month has gone by and I haven't actually done any songwriting. Or maybe it's been even longer. Maybe it's been multiple months or maybe it hasn't been so egregious and it just has been a week or two. But in this episode, we are talking about 10 lies stopping you from making music. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you take some time out of your busy day and week to talk songwriting with me. I know you could be doing a whole bunch of things with your time, and I appreciate that of all the things you could have chose to do or all the podcasts you could have chose to listen to, you chose to listen to a songwriting one. I'm glad you're passionate about songwriting like I am because, well, otherwise, why would you be here? And I'm also glad and honored that you would take some time to listen specifically to this podcast. Of course, that means a lot to me as well. If you haven't already, be sure to download my free guide, 10 Different Ways to Start Writing a Song. We're talking about lies stopping us from making music. So if you indeed have stopped or not been making much music or made a lot of excuses lately as to uh, why you haven't been making music and you want to dive right back in, you want to just get started on songwriting, cut the excuses out, be sure to grab that guide. Five ways to start a song from a lyrical standpoint is in that guide. And then five ways from a musical standpoint, whether you're new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, there should be something in there for you. If you've been a listener to the podcast, you know that I am a big fan of changing up how we start songs. Uh, something I've compared it to before is it's it's basically like if there's an island, where you're dropped on that island or where you shipwreck on that island will affect your view of the island. If you're shipwrecked on one part, you might think, oh, wow, what a pretty beach this is. If you are actually have a plane crash and it's in the middle of a big island, you may never even realize you're on an island uh, because you never actually see the ocean. Uh, you may end up just exploring an area that maybe has a lot of water or maybe you explore an area that uh, has ocean water but doesn't seem to have any fresh water. And uh, fresh water is always hard to come by. Point being, where you start is sometimes very relevant to where you end up. Uh, and simply changing up how you start your song can go a massively long way. So in this episode talking about 10 lies stopping you from making music. Because there's 10 of them, we won't spend very long on any of them, but I do think it's important to talk about some of the lies we tell ourselves and why it is that sometimes we're not actually working on making music because ultimately we need to address those lies and move past those lies so that we can go back to actually songwriting. First lie we tell ourselves or you may be telling yourself, is that we need to learn more. Uh, this is something I've seen a lot. I think uh, some sometimes via email and sometimes via um, comments where I'll, I'll hear somebody say something like, oh, I just need to learn a little bit more and then I can get started. No, you already know enough to start. You're listening to this podcast. You know enough to start. Now, you'll notice I didn't tell you that you know enough. Uh, I, don't, I don't think any of us ever reach that point. I fully intend on continuing to learn about songwriting until I, uh, well, until I die, which hopefully is, I don't know, 
early 80s maybe. That's That seems like a good place to aim for. But um, regardless, I hope to learn till the end. Don't mistake me having a podcast talking about songwriting and teaching songwriting as a um, as, as me saying, oh, I have nothing to learn about songwriting. No, I have tons to learn about songwriting. A part of why I started the podcast is, first of all, yes, I wanted to share all I had learned about songwriting from doing it since I was like 12. Um, but But also, the best way to learn more is to teach. And... Uh, since doing this podcast, I've I've learned a ton about songwriting, and I fully intend to keep learning constantly. So, yeah, there's always more to learn. There's always more to learn. And we can talk about all the things that you or I don't know that that can affect songwriting, right? Maybe you're thinking, oh, but, but Joseph, I don't know any instrument. Or Joseph, I don't know anything about poetry. I've never even read poetry. The closest I've gotten is I read a short story once in high school. No matter what the excuse is, you know enough to start. You've heard a song before, right? And again, and again, I'm not telling you like that you know enough to be super dangerous, to be out there making the songs that you're super proud of. No, but that will come over time. But it's never going to come if you just keep listening to podcasts and yes, I know this is not self-serving at all, but if you just keep listening to podcasts about songwriting, but you never actually do it, you're not going to learn it. There's lots of studies to show this, right? Book knowledge goes right out of your mind almost immediately after learning it if you don't actually put it to practice. So it's important that you're actually songwriting. If you have to choose each week between listening to this podcast or actually songwriting, always choose to actually songwrite, which actually is going to connect to another lie we tell ourselves. So I guess I shouldn't get ahead of myself, but you need to learn more. You already know enough to start. And the best way to learn is to do. If you know almost nothing, maybe you know nothing about Joseph. I have no idea how to put a chord progression together. Okay. Then just look up one of the tried and true chord progressions and just use it. Right. And if it's your, if it's your first song, just keep it really simple. The amount of variance of creativity and difficulty and nuance there can be to a song in songwriting is massive. Absolutely massive. There are some songs that literally is one four-chord chord progression the entire song. And they have just, you know, a different melody for the verse versus the chorus versus the bridge. Now, I, for the most part, at this point, would... I don't even, it would be difficult to even get myself to do that. But that's a fine place to start. Tons of pop songs, including tons of songs that I really like, follow that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's certainly a great place to start. Anyway, I already spent too much time on this one. You need to learn more. No, you don't. You're good. Keep learning, but also do. Go start writing songs. The best way to learn is by actually doing. Line number two, you'll do it tomorrow. Let's be really honest about this. Come in closer so you can hear. No, you will not. <laughs> you absolutely will not do it tomorrow. Um, this has to be the biggest lie that anybody ever tells themselves about anything. Um, I, I won't throw these people under the bus, but there's certain individuals who I've heard talk to me or talk about the book that they're going to write for probably... 15 plus years and they have not written a single page 
Not a single pay. 15 years. And it's always, oh, oh, when I have time. Tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. No, no, you won't do it tomorrow. And the thing that I, I heard that I think has helped me most to, uh, I, I would say get over this, but we're all susceptible to this, right? So, so don't take this as, oh, holier than thou, Joseph, is like great, better than this. Uh, no, we, we, all, we all fall victim to this one. We all fall victim to almost all of these, really. Um, but the, the thing that has helped me to get past it for the most part is uh, some version of the phrase, either tomorrow never comes or it never is tomorrow. And I think that perspective helps. Like tomorrow, it will never presently be tomorrow. And yes, obviously, 24 hours from now, it will be what we today regard as tomorrow. The point of the quote, though, is that you can literally perpetually say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, and tomorrow will never be today, and it will never come. Right? Today, I say I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, once it's here, I'll say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then that third day, I'll say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I never do it. And it's very easy to do this. We all do this from time to time. So the thing to do is to just do it. <laughs> just, just accept that that's a lie. And whenever you hear yourself saying to yourself or to somebody else that you'll do, do it tomorrow, know that it's a lie and just do it today instead. And um, it, this connects to the third one, which is very similar, which is that you'll do it when you have more time. So this is another one that I hear a lot of people say to themselves. And I always wonder, when, when is it you expect to have more time? And what is it you expect to change in your life um, where you will have more time? Right. This is most funny when you hear people, and again, I've done this, so don't take this as a, as a pointing and laughing at you if, if this does apply to you. This is applied to me as well. Uh, but a lot of people in like their 20s, right? They they may or may not be married at this point. Uh, they a lot of times don't have kids yet. And they say, oh, I'll do X when I have more time. Like, really? You're, you're single in your 20s, so you don't have school to study for. It's not like school, right? School, you know, it is like an eight-hour day of school and you have to study like the most free time you ever have as an adult for most people is in your 20s with a day job, right? Because now you work 40 hours a week and you don't have homework anymore. And everything on your schedule, you choose to put on your schedule and you don't have kids that you have to take care of yet. And you don't. So like, ask yourself if, if you are a person who has said this excuse, that you'll do it when you have more time. What is it that's coming up in your life that you ex that realistically expect to change um, where you will have more time? If you're 64 and you know you're retiring in three months when you turn 65, uh, maybe you can get away with this one. Everyone else, no. <laughs> like, no. What, what What is it you're expecting to change? Which then connects to uh, our fourth one. You don't have time. This is, a, this is another lie. 
it it never ceases to amaze me how how people uh, can convince themselves they're so busy. And and here's the thing: you can be really busy and do nothing. Let me say that again: you can be super busy and do nothing. The amount of people I know who who are they're just busy all the time, right? Oh, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I have so much stuff to do. And then at the end of the year, uh, I I actually have a habit. Uh, at the end, at the end of every year, I, I, some of you are think, going to think, wow, Joseph <laughs> must be such a great friend, but I, I like, I, I try to be transparent with my friends about here are my goals. Here's what I'm trying to do. You know, did I meet my goals or not? Cause I always go over the goals I had for the year at the end of the year, have a year of review and all that. So anyway, so then I asked them like, you know, Hey, what'd you guys do this year? And it's almost always met with basically silence because the same thing always happens when you ask almost anybody this question uh what'd you do last year right and a year's a long time like a long time and on average uh to, if, if you're a woman i think you're gonna have 78 of them total and if you're a man 76 or what is it 77 70 regardless if you're a woman you're gonna have a, a few more on average um but 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 for the most part we are gonna have fewer than 80 years total and that's including when we were one or two and we obviously didn't want to do anything. So if a whole year goes by and you can't even think of anything that you really did besides just like, yeah, I kept the lawn mowed and, uh, you know, the, the house was mostly clean. And and I'm not talking those things, right? Don't, 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 don't hear me wrong. Uh, of course, we have to do those things as well. But we cannot let the everyday life get in the way of the things that we really care about accomplishing. Because I I bet at the end of the year, none of us feel particularly great about like, yep, the lawn stayed pretty mowed and I was never the neighbor who had the worst grass. Like that's that's nice. But, uh, you know, that's not exactly something that you're going to write on your gravestone, I don't think, probably. And the thing is that all the people who after a year realize that they have nothing to show for that year at all. Most often, they were super busy, right? It's not, it's not like these people are are just like, oh, well, yeah, I, oh, crap, I messed up this year. I spent every single night watching five hours of Netflix. No, they were busy. But it's easy to be busy and do nothing, or do nothing of actual consequence. We can fill our time so easily with stuff that does not matter or has no long-term return for us. And ultimately, if, if, if you are a person that has said you don't have time, here, a few questions. Have you really watched no TV, no YouTube? You haven't read any books or played any games? Or for that matter, have you really not listened to podcasts? Now, maybe it's, it's that you listen to this in the car. And uh, all right, I'll give you that. That that could be different. But ultimately, the reality is that you know, the, life is people who make time and people who don't. And if 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 songwriting isn't important to you, then it's not. And that's fine, right? I, I don't pretend like songwriting saves the souls of the world and that that this is like the most all-important thing. I'm not going to be that guy who gets on a podcast and like, oh, the guy, the guy who talks about songwriting for a podcast thinks it's the most important thing in the world. Like, no, you know, obviously your family is more important than this, but it is important to decide whether songwriting is important to you or not. If it is, then make time for it. 
If it isn't, don't make time for it, but also, you know, let's, let's not pretend. And so you don't have time. That's another lie that we all tell ourselves more often than we should, I think. Lie number five, getting maybe a little nicer, meaner to yourself, but <laughs> nicer conversation topic. You aren't musical. This is a surprising one that I didn't think I would hear as much, but there's a surprising amount of people who are interested in songwriting who don't believe they are musical. Um, now, oftentimes I always wonder, like, what, well, what do you mean by musical? I think usually what people mean is that they're not particularly good at any instrument. And I think very often there are also people who maybe tried to pick up an instrument when they were 10. It didn't go so well. And now they sort of have written themselves off as if they have no musical talent simply because it didn't go well when they were 10 years old. I think sometimes that's the scenario. But regardless of what the scenario is, if you're a person who has told yourself you're not musical, you're not musical enough. Most people I've found who are interested in music while claiming to not be musical are more musical than they think. So that's point number one. So if you do think you're not musical, I'm betting that you're more musical than you give yourself credit for. And also, lucky you, songwriting and being a good instrumentalist are extremely disconnected. Now, I think being a good instrumentalist is very helpful for songwriting. And especially some instruments are way more helpful than others. For example, I think the piano is by far the most helpful songwriting tool Nothing else is even remotely close. And then the guitar is a very distant second. Um, and then, you know, if you play bass, I, it, it helps, but it's not it's not exactly changing your songwriting that much. Uh, and then there's plenty of instruments that are not very useful for songwriting. So, you know, if you're not really a great instrumentalist, that's that's fine. That's, that's fine. I mean, mo a lot of great songwriters aren't great instrumentalists and a lot of amazing instrumentalists are garbage songwriters or music writers or music composers. Um, in fact, you may notice that it's basically almost never a thing where, where somebody is truly great in, in both. When you think of the great music composers of either now or before, you'll notice that a lot of times they're not considered instrument virtuosos. Right. Whoever the most famous best like violinist is right now or pianist is right now, it's, it's not people who are composing the music, right? People don't think of Hans Zimmer, the pianist. And now, I'm sure he's a very competent, good pianist and guitarist, and I know he plays a bunch of instruments, but I don't think he's all world at those things. Same with John Williams. Maybe you don't like <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Um, so ultimately, whether or not you're good at an instrument is, yeah, it's helpful if, if you are. Uh, but the idea that your level of musicality isn't enough to get started with songwriting is simply not true. And look, maybe you would become more musical if you wrote and played music more. Because a lot of times the reason people think they're not musical is they just haven't put enough time into it yet. Maybe they try singing along to songs and they realize they are not very good at carrying a tune, but they're new to singing. They haven't really tried to sing before. Or maybe they have tried to sing before, but just because you're not a very good singer doesn't mean that you're not musical. Those are not one and the same. There's plenty of incredibly talented musicians who are terrible singers. It's, it's not exactly 
the same thing. It's it's like how you can be really great at piano and guitar never really clicks for you or the other way around. Um, so you aren't musical. I'm sure you're musical enough to at least get started with songwriting. And then a connected lie, but on the other side, you aren't good with words. This one's probably more common. And first thing is, let's assume that's true for a moment. Uh, you don't have to write songs with words. That's the first thing, right? You just, you just straight up don't have to write words. But maybe you are a person who does want to learn to write words. And you just feel like you're not much of a writer. You didn't like your composition class in high school. You've never, you, you don't even read books, much less want to write books. So you think, I'm no good with words. And very few people are just naturally talented poets who just never needed to learn anything. And they're just speaking poetry. That's not life. That, that's, not, that's, that's not how it works. So take comfort in the fact that as, as much as you think lyrics come naturally to almost anyone, I'm sure they come way less naturally than you think. Uh, whether it's a famous songwriter that you love or whether it's, you know, somebody that is just someone you know who seems to just be pretty good with lyrics or good with words or whatever. Know that writing just takes practice. So don't worry about being a natural with words. Worry about learning how to write and getting 1% better every set of lyrics. I'm stealing this from Sean Cannell from Think Media on YouTube, where he, he talks about for every YouTube video, don't, don't worry about perfect. He says, punch fear in the face and just hit record. But your goal should be to get 1% better with every upload. And I think that's a good rule for anything, right? Just just try to be a little bit better every time. And sometimes it's not going to get be a little bit better every time. I 100% guarantee that if you listen to each of my podcasts, it's not a, I'm sure that on average, the podcasts now are way better than the ones early on. But I don't pretend like every single podcast is better than the last one. In fact, right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm very confident that the last one was better than this one. So <laughs> it's it's just not going to happen that every single one is better. But that's a good thing to aim for, right? If you're If you think you're not good with words, starting with learning some elements of poetry, learn about things like meter, learn about rhyming, learn about different types of rhymes because there isn't, there is more than just the night light rhyme, which is a perfect rhyme. There's so much with lyrics to learn and there's so much to practice and there's so much to do. And it's, it, it comes naturally to probably almost no one. So embrace that writing is editing which means basically all good writing is accomplished in the editing phase. The idea of a first draft that's just perfect and good as is is basically non-existent. Great writing happens in the editing process. So don't worry about how good of a writer you are right now. I'm going to say the same thing I said earlier with, you know, you need to learn more, which is, yeah, there's, there's plenty more to learn. We all can learn more. So maybe your lyrics right now, maybe your how good of a wordsmith you are right now is not very good. That's okay. You got to start somewhere though. 
And the only way to get better is to just start. Lie number seven. It will take too much time to actually finish anything. And this is for the type of person who listens, who might listen to a podcast like this because they are interested in the idea of songwriting. But for different reasons, they have convinced themselves that they either can't ever write a song or they never will actually care enough to take the time to write a song or they would accept that it will take too much time to actually finish anything. Now, I thought of this one because uh, this kind of applies to me in that um, I will admit I listen to a lot of a basically a novel writing podcast. Now, part of that's just because I'm interested in all things writing. Again, if you've been a listener for a while, this is maybe something you've heard before, but For me, I'm a big, big fan of the idea that one type of artist has a lot to learn from other types of artists. I think a mistake that a lot of artists make is that if you're a painter, you just learn from other painters thinking, well, I'm a painter, so I should just learn by looking at the processes and learn by, by learning more about painting specifically. But I think we always lose out on a ton of opportunities when we just learn from our own little bubble. Uh, Because I think it it ends up becoming sort of groupthink. In fact, if you know anything about the finale concept I talk about a lot, the reason I came up with the finale is not from music. I came up with that when I thought about, well, what makes an awesome movie, right? What, what, What do I like seeing in a movie? And I love a movie that that peaks at the end and then just like leaves me wanting more. I love that effect in a movie. So I said, well, how do I translate that into a song? So you can come up with some really cool, more different creative things when you learn from other types of art. But anyway, all to say, I listen to a ton of podcast episodes from Brandon Sanderson and whoever else he was with. I don't remember any of their other names, but I know Brandon Sanderson as I love him as an author. Uh, So I I listened to that podcast a lot and I never wrote a book. Now, someday I would like to, uh, but the reality is that I spent a ton of time listening to a novel writing podcast and didn't write a book. And I'm not sure I ever told myself that I was even going to take the time to write a book any time within the next 10 plus years. I've always had in my head someday I want to get to that, uh, but that it's right now songwriting, there's just other things that I prioritize more. So it's more of a, hey, maybe someday type thing. Uh, And so that may be you, right? Maybe you're listening to this podcast in the same way that I was listening to that podcast, where you're just kind of like interested in the, the art form learning a little bit more about it, but you don't think that you actually are going to have time to actually do it. And you can start small. If, if you really think, the, the only reason that you're not songwriting is you think it's going to take too long, but you are kind of interested in dabbling or trying it out, then do dabble, do try it out. Just do a jingle. Do something where it is just 20 seconds, right? It's it's for a McDonald's ad type length. Nobody said you had to start with a full song. You can just write a song section. You can write a small jingle. 
Or you can just leverage efficient ways to write a first song. I talked about this earlier in the episode, but the whole, hey, you can pick one chord progression and have that the chord progression for the entire song. And then if you want, let's say, verses, bridge, and a chorus, those are three different melodies you need to write. That's it. So one chord progression, three melodies, and then yes, lyrics. Or you can just not write lyrics for your first song. So if you are a dabbler, or you are a person that's just kind of vaguely interested in the concept of songwriting, you think, ah, I don't have time. Sure you do. <laughs> you have time to at least write a 15-second jingle. Have that be your first thing. 15-second jingle. You absolutely have time for that. You basically need to come up with, like, two phrases of a melody. That's it. And then not even a full chord, one chord progression that probably repeats once, something like that. Which brings us to line number eight. You'll never be any good anyway. Well, with that attitude, probably not. <laughs> but we're going to say something that basically has been repeated throughout this episode, but it's very important to internalize. Yeah, you're not going to be any good if you don't actually do it. The best way to grow, the best way to learn to become a better songwriter is to songwrite. The second best way is to teach songwriting. <laughs> and the third best way is to learn about songwriting. Um, but the first best way, by a mile, is to actually songwrite. And going into it with the attitude that you can become good or just not even worrying about being good. I think this is, this is a thing that happens a lot, especially in the modern world, where I just hear a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm, I'll never be any good anyway. So, do you enjoy it? Is it something that you think you'll get a kick out of? The idea that you can only do things that you're good at is deeply flawed at best, I think. Because first of all, you're never going to do anything or start doing something if your prerequisite to doing it is that you must already be good at it. So, that, that basically means only the things that you have massive talent, natural talent in, that you're magically good at with, without actually doing any work. Those are the only things you'll ever do. And that's, that's a sad way for any of us to live life. That doesn't mean we shouldn't double down on the things we're talented in. I sort of, you know, I'm a whopping five foot seven. So even though I was decent at sports, it, it became apparent to me in high school, like, okay, you know, the, the dream of you know, playing in the NHL or whatever. That doesn't exist. I'm five foot seven. Uh, I, I couldn't even be a point guard in the NBA, right? Um, running back in the NFL is like the closest. And that's assuming I was athletic enough, which I'm not. So yeah, at that point, I doubled down on music, which I felt I was talented in, in academics because I was I was good at school. So I doubled down on on the things that I was more talented in. And that's certainly a good thing to do, I think. So I'm not saying don't do that, but we also shouldn't only do things that we think, oh, I'll only do it if I'll, if I'll be good. Partially because sometimes we don't know. There's a lot of things where people think that they're, they're not going to be good at something, but then when they actually get into it, they realize, well, how about that? When I practice, when I actually do it, I get better. And then eventually I'll be good. So don't tell yourself you'll never be good anyway. It's almost definitely not true. and But it is true if you don't actually start. 
because you will never be good if you just keep listening to podcasts and you don't actually do it. You don't actually songwrite. Number nine, two left. It's too late in life. This is one I've mentioned before. I think I had a whole podcast episode about it, but I think it merits saying again. It's never too late. There's a lady called Harriet Thompson, who was a cancer survivor who ran her first marathon at 76 years old and then ran her 15th marathon at 91, which is the world record for oldest person to complete a marathon. And she had never run a single one until she was 76, which is, I believe, two years south of the the average lifespan. So statistically, she was two years from existing no longer on this earth. And she ran her first marathon. That is baller. Or Laura Ingalls Wilder, the author of Little House on the Prairie, started that book at 65 65. Or Colonel Sanders, owner, founder of KFC. I guess not owner anymore because A, he's dead, and B, he sold it. But he started KFC at 65. And I believe in the next seven or eight years, grew it to 600 restaurants and sold it. And uh, naturally, 600 restaurants sold it for a lot of money. (laughs) So... If these people can do things in their 60s and 70s and very impressive things, certainly you can start songwriting. So it's it's never too late. It's never too late. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is you don't finish the song that you start, which is like you definitely wouldn't have finished the song you started if you don't start, though. And more likely is that you'll stumble upon a very fruitful, amazing hobby that I think can also be an important part of legacy. I'll keep this short because I've talked about it before in the in the whole episode on this, but you know, a lot of people would probably love to be able to have a record forever of a song that their parent, grandparent, great-grandparent wrote. And simply getting out your iPhone or smartphone of some other sort, maybe your Pixel guy like me, And, you know, just recording a video of yourself strumming the guitar and singing a song that you wrote could be something that's a beloved thing to the rest of your family for many years to come. So it's never too late. And frankly, writing one song is way more baller than what, I mean, most people write zero songs in their life, right? So even if you only had time for one song, Maybe, not to go too dark here, but maybe maybe you have two weeks left. Uh, that's what the doctor says, which, you know, what is that? That might not mean anything. That's still more than enough time. Write one song. That's more than most people will ever do. Sorry for going so dark. Let's wrap this up. Number 10. And that is the lie of who cares? It's not important. And this is for those of you who may be dejected or feel like uh, maybe feel like you're a loser or feel like nobody would even care if you wrote a song. Um, And here's the thing. You care. Beyond beyond it's probably not true that nobody cares, which actually I probably shouldn't just. First of all, it's likely true that somebody cares. 
even if it's somebody you've never met before and simply you writing this song and maybe you you end up playing it live somewhere or just throw a recording of it up online, maybe you make a connection with somebody who feels the same way you do. And without that song, you wouldn't have met that person, you wouldn't have had that connection with that person, or maybe that person has a less rough day and feels less alone because of the song that you wrote. So who cares? Well, probably people you know, even if you think they don't. And even if they really don't, perhaps somebody that your song could touch someday. And even if that never happens, if you care about songwriting, if you care about um, being able to find a way to express yourself in a uh, positive way or in a non-destructive way, right? You know, if, if the choice is, are you going to turn to drugs or are you going to songwrite? Uh, I encourage you to choose songwriting <laughs> because that is the better of the two. And, you know, I, I'm only half joking there, though, because for some people, it it might be that, you know, we can process things via songwriting and work through our issues through songwriting, or we can find far more destructive ways to do it. And it would be better for us, for ourselves, as well as for others around us, to choose the not destructive path. So even if it's just for you, you know, just for your own psychological health or well-being or, or just to feel accomplished, right? You know, even, even if, if, if nobody cares about the song you wrote, if you can feel good about the song you wrote, that, that should be enough. That should, that, that's awesome, right? You did something. And, and back to what I said with the, with the previous point, the vast majority of people will never write a song. So if you write one song, that's baller, man. Like, write one song. And then after you write one, you might be like, that was awesome. I want to write a second one. So so look, I I, I hope none of this came, came across harsh or as, as judgy because um, it's not meant to be. We all do this, right? I'm, I'm judging myself for how many of these I, I've used. We're all in this together. We all have these excuses that come up. But I would encourage you, don't let them stop you, right? Ultimately, you want to get to the end of this year and look back and say that you did get songwriting done. Um, because frankly, I'm probably at the end of the year going to talk about, hey, what do we do this year? So I'm warning you now, we're only four months in, about to be five, into month five. And it's coming. Right, the, the end of the year is coming, so we're almost halfway there. So if you haven't done anything, make sure that at the end, maybe it's the last podcast of the year, you're not feeling guilty and irritated about the fact that you're like, crap, I didn't do any songwriting this year, really, when I look myself in the eye uh, via a mirror, probably. Um, because I know that feeling of coming to the end of the year I know I may have, that was probably the part I sounded most judgy about, but that's as, as because I know the feeling of coming to the end of the year and realizing you didn't do anything. You didn't have anything to show for it. Uh, and it's a crappy feeling. So let's all avoid that feeling together and get some songwriting done. And hopefully, 
Hopefully none of these lies resonate with you and this episode was a total waste of your time <laughs> because then that means you're doing great. Uh, but if any of these lies resonated with you, uh, be sure to address them, acknowledge them, and then move past them because they are ultimately lies and we want to get songwriting done. Again, if you want help with just getting started, songwritertheory.com slash free guide for the free guide on 10 different ways to start writing a song. Thanks for listening. I appreciate every single one of you and I'll talk to you in the next one.